Light the beam, because it's time for Nerdy for 30, the podcast where we talk about nerdy-ish movies for 30-ish minutes. My name is Kevin Bauer, a.k.a. the Critics' Choice. With me, as always, the people's champ, Tim Keck. And we're going to need our combined strengths today. (laughs) Strengths? I'm already faltering, Tim, because today we're talking about Madam Web. (laughs) A weaker man never would have gotten that out, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) It's... Madam Webb, gosh, yeah, this is this is great. Dude, this movie sucked. This is not good. Yeah. It wasn't even, but it's not bad enough to be good again. It's not, I don't even think it's Morbius bad. Like Morbius was bad in a way that almost made it. I mean, no, no, mm. Morbius was bad too. No, I'm, Morbius is better than this. <laughs> I think Morbius was better than this. This is just boring and and dumb. And there's there's literally no fighting in this. There's zero fighting in this movie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So why are we that. watching? What are we doing this for? <laughs> <laughs> like there's no superhero stuff in this. That's what I want from a superhero thing. Honestly, I am. So I, for some reason, I think Craven the Hunter could be good. I, I feel do. like <laughs> I feel like it could be OK. Uh, I think it's going to be. I'm ready to be heard again. <laughs> and that's like a simple enough thing where it feels like that character can be out on his own in the jungle doing his own missions and stuff. But Madam Webb, I mean, this is the character in the comics is an old woman who's blind and telepathic. And all she does is show up sometimes and tell Peter Parker or Spider-Man he's got to do stuff. She just shows up, gives him a mission and then bounces. She's not like a character that like fights crime or does anything cool, really. She's just some dud. And they're like, "Okay, let's make a movie where everyone dresses like Spider-Man, but it's not Spider-Man. I I hate it. Kevin. I feel a little violated watching this, that they are allowed to rip off Spider-Man so much. It sucks. And he's not in the movie. He's not in this universe. Why? Why can't they just let this go? Like Sony sucks. Just let it go to Marvel. And honestly, I'd be okay with Sony having their own Spider-Man movies. If they made good ones, they've proven they can't. They don't know what to do with this IP. They're getting dumber and dumber. They're just creating more and more things that are dependent on Spider-Man without Spider-Man. And it sucks. Give all of it to Marvel. Let Marvel do its thing. Why are you wasting your time, Sony? Fuck Sony. dude. Yes, it's this is the exact kind of thing. I feel like there's something like how much this movie costs two hundred million dollars, something like that. Ton of yeah. money. I think this if one isn't I, isn't as expensive. I think it's a okay. hundred well, or that would eighty. Make sense. Let's yeah. say it's eighty million dollars. It doesn't if look I like two hundred dollars. <laughs> if I had a bunch of money and I spent eighty million dollars on this, of like, let's say it was in charge of a company, like my family's company. And I decided to use 80 million of our war chest on this movie. The other people in charge of this company would be able to use this movie as proof that I should not be allowed to make decisions anymore. Like this is that bad. This is take custody away bad. They've proven time and time again that they are going to make inexplicable decisions. It's crazy when you hear about like the decisions that Sony wants to make and the fact that the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies have anything good in them. It's crazy because Sony has one hand on the wheel. It's like it's actively it's like that scene in Evil Dead when Bruce Campbell's one arm is fighting against him. That's Sony. (laughs) Spider-Man is Bruce Campbell. Marvel is the left arm and uh, Sony is the right arm that's trying to beat Spider-Man to death with everything it can do. Um, 
It's really, truly terrible, Tim. I, I think one of the worst things about this is the fact that the average moviegoer, like we are not average moviegoers. We like superhero movies a lot. Like we are very much in that bubble. We're the better average than moviegoer, <laughs> the average moviegoer doesn't know the difference between this and an actual Marvel movie. They don't know the difference between this and Captain America, the Winter Soldier. They just know that a movie's coming out that has a Marvel logo on it and has references to Spider-Man, and they think it's the same. Sony is dragging everybody down. I'm shocked. I, I agree with you. I'm shocked how many people I've spoken with about this not being the same company. Like mm. they people aren't thinking about it. If you're not into with into the weeds, you're just like, oh, another Spider-Man movie. And it's not. It is not the same thing. I liked your kid analogy. Like if if this movie was a child, the parents would be in jail. There's <laughs> it's <laughs> it's absurd that this is allowed. How this is one of those things where you're like, how did like nobody watched this movie? They just made it and then threw it together and then put it like if at any point a critical eye had watched this, they would know that this was shit and that yeah. this was absolute trash. So how does this come? I don't I'm always confused by like, how does this come out? How is this? I guess there's so much media nowadays that there's just more duds. I mean, there is there's uh, media has been watered down a lot. There's there's more product being made. So the talent's more spread out than ever, which is good because everybody gets to make something. But it's bad mm. because everybody gets to make something. And a lot of people shouldn't, you know, a lot of uh, I mean, everyone else with a movie podcast should probably quit and let us do it alone because we yeah, know man. how to do it correctly <laughs> we have you know better than them we're uh -huh. right about everything yeah <laughs> serious note madam webb so bad so awful the spider-man movies with uh tom holland i was i read the this like mcu book recently or whatever the rise rise of whatever that the ringer people put out rise of Groot. yeah continue rise of Groot. And uh, Rise of Groot, Groot's Revenge, uh, and then and then growing back bigger and stronger, I think was his self-help book. Um, <laughs> if, <laughs> uh, Life's a Forest, uh, Reach for the Sun, I think was another one that he did. I listened to that on audiobook. <laughs> what, if he, what, if Groot what if Groot wrote books and released them like they did with Scott Lang? You know, for sure. have you seen that? Like the watch out for the little guy. They like actually wrote a book as Scott Lang in character. What if they what if Groot did one and there was an audiobook of just Vin Diesel saying Groot for like three hours? Number one, I think I, I would, think do, it. would do it. Number two, <laughs> uh, I'll do you one better. What if Groot wrote these books and published them, put them out and they were printed on his flesh? <laughs> Yeah, would he be more inclined or would he is I imagine Groot's pretty pro Kindle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wants an EPUB. Yeah. <laughs> he wants an oh, EPUB for sure. of that book. But the Tom Holland movies work because Sony had had almost no control over them. Marvel was like, give us these give us this movie. We're gonna make three of them. All you have to do is sit there and make money because you own this. We're going to own the entire process. We're just going to make fun Marvel movies and you just get checks. And <laughs> now that they're even like, debating what's going to happen with the next ones is crazy. Like, Sony, just take the checks. Why are we doing this? Uh, it's. God, it's baffling. Well, they also they greenlit the Spider-Verse movies, which the success of which are like 
I'm reluctant to give any Great. credit to the actual Sony studio. I think that's probably more like Lord and Miller and the rest of the creative team that they worked with. Um, and I think it has emboldened them, like because they've done the Spider Verse movies, and because I think they think that they are partially responsible for the success of the Spider the uh, Tom Holland movies. I think they now think like, yeah, but like we're pretty great too. It's as if like they're the kid brother that has a video game controller that's not plugged in and their older brother just set a high score and now they're like, cool, so I could probably compete in esports because I'm pretty great. It's like, no, you weren't plugged in, dude. Have you heard the rumor about what's going on with Spider-Man 4? No. So this is for recording this on this on Wednesday, the 21st. The rumor that I read earlier this week is that Marvel and Sony are having disagreements on what to do with Spider-Man 4. Marvel wants to do a street-level movie where it would be Spider-Man and Daredevil against Kingpin. You know, fine. Wow. I hate Vincent D'Onofrio, but I like the idea that it'd be Spider-Man and Daredevil, and I like the idea that it would be street-level. De-escalation. It's good. He's hit such a high point. you got to de-escalate to keep it interesting, keep it relatable. Sony having learned the exact wrong lesson, wants to do another reality-hopping team-up with Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, and Tom Holland. That tells me that they have no idea what the fuck they're doing. They don't. They don't understand it at all. It would be one thing if Sony just went off and made an Andrew Garfield movie. Yeah. Like, do it. Go for it. It's, it can exist in its own. Make that the Spider-Man in the world of Venom. Like, that would be a very cool take on it. Bringing these three people back, it's obviously going to have diminishing returns. It was amazing in the moment. They cashed in on it as well as they possibly could have. Yes. And they now crushed it's done it. forever. And it's done. It's over. I don't want to see Tobey Maguire in a suit. Honestly, ever again. He doesn't he doesn't need to do it. He's done his time. He did good. He did good. Yeah. Real good, Toby. But now we don't need it anymore. Go nope. off into the sunset. Enjoy your Spider-Man money. And, and don't flaunt it in front of us, I guess, that you were Spider-Man anymore. I don't know. Dude, but we should like talk about thing, this movie. We, well, I just want to drop one more, one more analogy in there. It's like if a chef came back from the dining room and said, hey, people are really loving this dessert. You know what we ought to do? All nine <laughs> courses, this menu, it's all chocolate mousse now. Just dessert. Yeah. <laughs> you call it just dessert. Call it just dessert. God, honestly, that'd be great. But it is like, okay, the chocolate chip is our most popular. We're going to stop selling every other cookie. Like, you know, like the like the chocolate chips only good because you got like the s'more cookie on one end. You got the really like chocolatey one. Then you got like, you know, maybe a peanut butter, nice butter cookie. Yeah. Sugar cookie. I mean, I was talking to Brian about this. There's that thing where you do a test screening for an audience and they have the dial that they can turn to the left if they don't like it to the right if they do like it. I forget what movie it's for, but there was some comedian who had a movie and they got the test reactions back. And the studio was saying like, hey, so people really liked these parts of the movie. Like you can see that it's pretty stable, but then there's spikes here, here, here and here. So we need to take those spikes and like make the rest of the movie like that. And the director looked at where the spikes are and they're like, these are the punchlines. Like, yeah, people like punchlines. You need setup in order to have a punchline. Yeah, it's the calm. There are the culminations of scenes, at least. Right. Like a movie should dip and, and spike and maybe not in uh, whether or not audiences are enjoying themselves, but certainly like, you know, in 
in just what's happening on screen and tension and like building stuff. I mean, you can't you can't tell a story without some sort of a journey that sure. takes a dip so the hero can come out the other side. Now, Speaking Tim, of dip. Say, oh, please. <laughs> I cut you off. We were going for it at the same time. <laughs> what was yours going to be? I was going to say, would you say that the journey that could kick off a great story would perhaps be studying spiders in the Amazon and then <laughs> giving birth in an underground cave after being mm. bit by the very spider that you've been hunting your entire life. <laughs> uh, yeah, I will. I, I would say that I thought this person was a terrible mom initially the other idea that she's pregnant out there i did call that obviously she's doing it for the good of her baby otherwise there'd be no reason to do this but uh yeah it's it's crazy did you say i'm smart for that yeah because i didn't give the movie that much credit (laughs) i used context clues uh foolishly and said that this movie was too bad to come up with a twist like that (laughs) yeah i think it had to it had to be something like that where it is worth risking her kids thing because in the theater when they were like oh this kid's just trying to stop me from working like that's insane everyone was immediately like this is <laughs> awful what, what a terrible person blaming their unborn child from preventing them from walking deeper into the forest or whatever but yeah it it was a rough start and it and it kept going downhill i i've never i guess i don't know if i've seen anything dakota johnson's good in i she got the acting in this was so bad mm-hmm. just all across the board. I saw Adam Scott and I was like, man, this guy is doing his best. He is trying his best to just elevate this. I think everyone else just couldn't be less interested. Like is, is Dakota Johnson a shitty actor? Is that what it is? Is she just always been a shitty actor? Is Sydney I Sweeney? Really I, now know. I'm realizing I haven't seen anything with Sydney Sweeney in it. Is Sydney Sweeney a shitty actor? Because that's what I'm getting from this movie. They are all bad actors. Emma Roberts. I've seen Emma Roberts be good and stuff. She sucked in this. Like mm-hmm. everyone sucked. And it just seems like while they were making this, they knew it was going to be bad. That's like the only thing I can do to justify it. It was everyone was either so incompetent on the set. They're all talentless. Or there was just a culture of failure built into this thing where nobody was going to try that hard. I think it's got to be the last one. Everybody has to have checked out because, I mean, everybody is bafflingly bad. I really couldn't tell if Dakota Johnson was doing a good job with bad material or a bad job with bad material. I could not place it. And I spent most of the movie trying to figure it out. Like there are times where it seems like she's in on the joke and there are times where it seems like I can't believe nobody in this movie like talked to the director and said, I'm not going to say these words like I'm just not doing this. I'm flat out not doing this. (laughs) Most of the times that she was like talking to the cat, Dakota Johnson's character in this movie talks with the diction of a sassy coffee mug slogan. There's a Mm -hmm. line that I wrote down in this movie that she says. Um, somebody gives her like an inspirational speech and she says, that sounds like every therapy session I've ever avoided. And it's like, (laughs) what are you talking about? (sighs) She, her character finally made sense to me at the end of the movie when she's in the wheelchair wearing the glasses. She looks so dumb in this. (laughs) 
<laughs> seeing a young woman do this just feels weird. It's it's not right. And she looks crazy. It's bizarre. She is so smug and condescending when she has the glasses on and is in the chair talking to the other 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 women. It's all I've seen that. Oh, you got General Sows? It's like, what? Yeah, dude. <laughs> like, just stop. Who cares? Why are you trying to impress us? But that makes sense to me. Why you would cast Dakota Johnson to be a, a smug, condescending blind woman in a wheelchair. Sure. She played that to perfection. I was annoyed by her instantly. So why don't you just start there? Why not make that the movie? Because that's clearly what's going on. Instead, we spend just... A, a, a whole movie with Dakota Johnson playing a character that doesn't exist yet. It's yeah. it's crazy, dude. It's, it's truly baffling. That's one of the biggest critiques that I've seen in this movie. It's just why does this exist? Like, why was this the choice? <sighs> like if, if Madam Web, what would even fit for the character? Right. She just like uh, throws missions together. She assembles teams. Why can't we have a like Dakota Johnson blind wheelchair assembling a team of spider women or spider people to take down a threat that is coming in the future just do it why is that so hard it's in the past peter parker isn't born yet spider man doesn't exist yet she could assemble a team of heroes we don't even need to make them all spider people you know what sony if you want to cross over have a recruit venom have a recruit the vulture do whatever. Just I mean, she could just assemble a team and send them out to face some some bigger threat. And that would that's what makes sense to me as Madam Web. Instead, we get Dakota Johnson assembling a bunch of people who don't have powers. They do not have powers. They do not get powers in this movie. There are no hints as to what causes their powers. Who knows? Even in the future, she's just getting glimpses of stuff. Maybe the fact that she adopted all these kids and brought them into her home derails whatever was going to give them powers in the first place. So now she's assembled. Now she's taking care of these three teens who probably aren't going to get powers and be anybody. And she's blind in a wheelchair and she can predict what they, you know, what egg roll they got at the at the takeout place. Dude, it's wild. It felt like fucking Beetleborgs. Like their setup at the end of this was (laughs) ridiculous. Three teens hanging out in this random person's house while she does creepy, weird, smug shit. I really, man, can we talk about like one of my absolute least favorite things that happens in comics and happened in this movie? I think because of their decision to mine the spider property, they can't do. They did Venom, but they couldn't really have Venom be connected to Peter Parker. It seems like they might not even be allowed to say the word Spider-Man. Um, definitely seems like they're not allowed to say May Parker or Aunt May because they really avoided that like the plague in this movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if they are like very limited in the characters that they're able to draw from, hence choosing Madam Web. And maybe they had access to like Spider Girl, but maybe it wasn't specified which spider girl they have access to which is why they decided to go like the three-way split on this because i also don't really understand why we're doing all of them at once or like what their powers are but either way one of my least favorite things in the world of comics is when there's a popular character and some dumbass comics writer decides that the coolest thing in the world would be to undercut that character's well-known origin story that is a classic in comics 
and say that somebody has been doing exactly what that character does before them. It absolutely sucks. It undercuts everything. They kind of did it in general with like the Ezekiel character that's the villain in this movie when they introduced him in the comics because they said, this is a comic story arc that happened in like 2004. They said, oh, you know what? Here's this guy who's always existed. And actually, he is your arch nemesis. This person who looks like a normal dude and has a normal dude's name and doesn't really have a cool name. I think the best they could do with comics is like Spider Hunter or the Hunter. It's like, actually, forget the Green Goblin. Forget Venom. Forget Doc Ock. This guy, Ezekiel, he's your arch nemesis now. All the other people, they don't matter because you secretly have had a history with this guy the whole time. You know how you got your powers through science fiction? Actually, no, it was mystical. You're a spider totem and there's a vast web of spider totems connected. Like, I just reject it outright anytime somebody tries to undercut everything like that and like change the genre, change all these things about who the character is. And this is a movie that like luxuriated in doing that. Yeah, that's. I don't know. I want to push back on that, but in the in the context of this movie, you're 100 percent right. Like, I feel like, you know, I was thinking about like the Court of Owls and Batman where they're just like, oh, we've actually been running Gotham this whole time. I kind of dig that. I kind of I kind of dig sometimes the reveal that there's something bigger going on. What I what I don't love is the reveal that there's all these other like spider people. I think all of that just dilutes the product, you know, like we don't need Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in every Spider-Man movie. It was cool, but we don't need it. The idea that they're all magically connected to each other and do all of these things. And the idea that Peter Parker isn't the first one is nuts. It's so dumb. And it's watering down the product. And that's not something they would ever do in Marvel. I think, I think Sony has access to all of this stuff. So, I mean, Sony technically owns Spider-Man and its whole menagerie of stuff outright. They could just be doing Spider-Man stuff. But I think in preserving the product with Marvel, like their agreement with Marvel must be to not use these certain. I I bet they sat down and like had a list where it's like Marvel's like, (laughs) if you want to work with us, you can't say this. You can't say this. You can't mention this thing because they walk right up to the line. I mean, remember when. That director uh, of Venom or whatever said that it was part of the MCU and Marvel had to come out and be like, no, it's not like (laughs) like this stuff's nuts. It's awesome. It's crazy negotiations. I wish they would just give it over to the MCU and hopefully the MCU could go back to just making good movies instead of crappy TV shows. Uh, I also I did like Mike Epps in this. I thought he was good. I like going to the, the oh, sure. Like the barbecue. And he's hanging out and his wife's there. That's sweet. They are really they are creating fake scenarios so that Dakota Johnson can say that she doesn't have parents like that would. First off, someone there has to know she's going to a baby shower with a bunch of women that maybe she's not super close with, but she has some kind of a relationship with. Mm-hmm. At some point, they must know her parents died and or when someone's like, actually, I don't have my parents passed away. You just move on. You say, yeah, oh, that's a shame. And then you move on. Also, Dakota Johnson, if someone asks you what name is the kid, just throw out a name. Like, why is this a hard thing? Like everything in this is inhuman interactions. It's crazy. Even the things where the spider girls go to this diner and all of a sudden they're batting eyes at these like 
guys in the corner, which yeah. is Sydney Sweeney. Sydney Sweeney, for some reason, is playing a character that is incredibly shy, yet she is eye fucking guys from across the diner. And then her friend's like, let's go over there and talk to them. It, it's just it's fine. If you want to have Sydney Sweeney eye fucking people, that's great. That is just not the character that we've established. Right. It's not. So now she's just going to walk over there and then they are going to end up standing on a table and one of them is like i don't want to do it and they're like come on and then like grab her and pull her up and now she's like Haha. and they're just like dancing in place with like i don't even remember if there was music and they're trying to lay low it's like <laughs> ins- it's it insane it's so dumb it was just so stupid and embarrassing that real human beings wouldn't do that yeah it's there's crazy. a lot of that there's a lot of that in here um she they try to establish that Dakota Johnson is that way because she won't accept responsibility. But like when she's rejecting the drawing that the kid did, that's not not accepting responsibility. That's just being a sociopath. Like she's an, an actual maniac. She she can't. The fact that she doesn't know how to accept a drawing from a child yeah. is sociopathic or at least homeschooled. She's got. <laughs> <laughs> even if she was in a foster home you're telling me at the orphanage nobody ever handed you shit like sure. <laughs> this is your first time ever being exposed to a child trying to show you something they did and you got a plaster on that like wow this is so good this is going on the fridge you can't fake it for two minutes this is crazy but then also this Sorry. is probably that's probably stuff the real madam webb would do because she's an omnipresent you know like sees the future i can see old lady madam webb not being concerned with the trivialities of like courtesy and like language but for someone a human being who is not this character yet and can't see into the future to do it is wild just she doesn't act like a human nobody in this acts no. like a human no i i do i I want to I kind of want to say this, but I'm worried about sounding like a perv, Kev. Oh, boy. But I know we've talked about this on the pod before, how like Hollywood just sexualizes minors now. Oh, now, it's crazy. Not even now. Always, always they've yeah. done it. And every <laughs> woman in this that I've also got ads when I got commercials for this on TikTok. It was just they weren't showing. That's how you know a movie's going to be good is when you get an ad and it doesn't show anything from the movie. It's just these ladies looking hot on the red carpet, which is cool. They look great. They're having fun. That's awesome. Uh, then we have then all the girls are in like mid got like uh, like midriff shirts, Sydney Sweeney's in like this skirt that's like crazy high. They're doing Dude. like this ah, scene with like Jesus. chest compressions that yeah. I'm just like, this is like some weird fan like this is some weird th- it doesn't pay off there's like the the chest compressions and they all switch off they don't even do the switch off in the movie so this is that ju- you just wanted to show a scene of sydney sweeney bent over doing chest compressions you know and then <laughs> the characters are like i'm not even 18 yet like what is like this is fucking weird man Dude, it's, it's so just weird up. that this is forced on us as an audience why can't they be 18 why can't they be in college why couldn't they have graduated why couldn't they people are 18 in their senior year i i don't know even why why are we even bringing it up it's just i don't know man i it, it stands out to me now so much uh i'm worried i'll never be able to unsee it anymore i feel like anything i watch oh, yeah. now like i'm gonna be like it's fucked up that these high schoolers are doing all this shit 
It's insane. Like the whoever was in charge of costuming Sydney Sweeney in this movie should be arrested. She's wearing like a straight up like Spencer's Gifts schoolgirl <laughs> Halloween costume. It's like, yeah. dude, this is this is fucking weird. Um completely pointless. Like adds nothing to the movie. There's that really strange moment too where the villain, we haven't even talked about the fucking villain yet. The villain hires Zasha Mehmet from Girls uh, in the first role she's had since Girls to put together like facial profiling using stolen NSA technology from the woman that he killed, which, man, I could talk about that scene for 10 minutes alone. Um, And Zasha says the line along the lines of like, Based on your description from your visions and your dreams, this is the best facial composite we've been able to put together. Full on photorealistic pictures of exactly the women in exactly their costumes. I guess he's been having this dream for like 40 years every night. So like he probably has it down pretty pat. But holy shit, it is a picture of these people. And Zasha's like, yeah, I don't know. This is the best we could do. And then he says, all right, well, this dream takes place 10 to 15 years in the future so we need to de-age them 10 to 15 years and she's like okay on it and she de-ages them 10 to 15 years which also has the benefit of taking their costumes mask off and then (laughs) as soon as she sees them de-aged by 10 to 15 years she's taken aback and she says oh i didn't realize these girls you're hunting were high schoolers and it's like zasha they're maybe 25 and the, like high schoolers are the older end of where these pictures would be if you took 10 to 15 years off them what did you expect you're working with a guy who's stalking three women in order to kill them like i don't know it's a weird line to draw for sasha Mamet's character who i would be <laughs> referring to by name but i'm not confident she has a name I don't know if she has a name. I don't know if she needs a name. Her whole thing is crazy. I mean, this is the Batman supercomputer thing, right? You know, from from Dark Knight. Uh, This technology is so advanced. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that like we know the government has and is using actively, but we often pretend it's not happening. Right. And I do find it hard to believe that he can seduce one woman, get one code, and all of a sudden he can tap into every single camera and every single thing that's ever existed. Yeah. Like this, this person isn't just going to be going around hooking up with people if she is just the one thing between a good guy or, or a bad guy taking control of the entire planet or not. Like nah, this technology man. is insane. It's too much power. So- she's got to blow off steam. The fact that she's been trusted with this responsibility is exactly why she needs to blow off the steam. You think the Secret Service would be like standing outside or something while this is happening or like grabbing a coffee across the street? Like you can't just give somebody like the nuclear codes and then just like send them outside like on their own. Like la la la. I think I'll visit Russia this time of year. You know, like they got (laughs) to we have to control that information a little bit. You'd Mm -hmm. think Uh, or it's in a -a Mar-a-Lago bathroom, I guess. But uh But this technology exists. He is the most powerful person on the planet now. He can tap all this stuff. He is finding these girls immediately. Yeah. Immediately. And the fact that at any point during this movie, he can't find them is insane. They're in a car. They're driving. He can see them. There's there's traffic lights everywhere. There's cameras all over the place. If you have this technology, you're finding these ladies. The second they go into that diner, the diner has cameras. 
you're going to see them instantly. Uh, there's also the thing of like, why when 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 Peter Parker or when Mary Parker is giving birth, why are the girls going with her? Yes. Dude. Why are they getting in the car with her? The, the second fuck? you leave the house, you're going to get seen. Yeah. So don't go to the hospital. You don't need to be there. She doesn't really know you guys. Just uh, stay the fuck out for the two days that Dakota Johnson is in Peru. <laughs> She's just doing like an overnighter in Peru real quick and she'll be back instantly. So just wait it out. Just lay low. Like, God, especially after the diner to yeah. go through the diner where you're found the second you step out of line to then be at some guy's house and be throwing corn at popcorn at him and then be like, oh, but we have to go to the hospital with you and your wife. Like you are endangering everybody by doing that. Mm-hmm. You, you are not that stupid. It's bananas, <laughs> dude. It was absolutely bananas. Um, God, so fucking stupid. The guy, God. the villain is like the most cartoonish villain I think I've seen since uh, Dr. Claw in Inspector Gadget. I was trying to describe to Lauren the scene where he sleeps with the NSA lady and he wakes up from the dream. I think I might have memorized his exact monologue that he gives. He wakes up and she says, what's the matter? Bad dream. And he says, it's not a dream. It's a vision. I'm going to be murdered someday. Wouldn't you, if you knew you were going to be murdered someday, do everything in your power to kill the people who are going to murder you first? That's what I've been doing. It is three women. I don't know who they are, but I know their faces. I'm going to try to find them. They say that the NSA may have technology that allows people's faces to be tracked. It sure would be a shame if that technology were to fall into the wrong hands. And then that's when she starts to think, hey, maybe I slept with a weird guy. She's on board for the first part. If I'm having a one night stand and in the middle of the night, the lady is like, uh oh i had a bad dream about the people who murder me i've had the same dream every night i'm like well all right i'm putting on my jeans <laughs> getting my shoes i'm like okay well uh i guess maybe i'll see you maybe i won't <laughs> like <laughs> the shoes are on <laughs> where are you going i'm going out front to make sure those people aren't here to murder you i'll be right back yeah, I honestly, this murder thing, I, I can't. I, I don't have the, the resources for that. I have work. I <laughs> I got to get up early tomorrow. I, don't, I can't do this whole murder stalkers in your dreams thing forever. God. Man, any other uh, rapid fire gripes about this movie, Kevin? Um, I think I saw this one alone. I sat in the back row so I could be on my phone the whole time. Um. My buddy Rainey, I was texting my buddy Rainey, the same man with whom I braved the flash this past summer uh, because he saw the movie on Monday and was warning me about it. So we were texting back and forth during it. He had a couple great lines. One was, uh, I love how in the first five minutes they established that Peter's suit is cultural appropriation. (laughs) Very funny. Another one is that at one point Ezekiel says uh, they're trying to destroy everything I built. And Rainey was like, as far as I can tell, that is a computer, uh, like a spider terrarium and a really nice apartment. What else has he built? (laughs) 
is he a businessman? Does he have an Etsy shop? What is this guy doing? He drop shipping? Is he an influencer? He's drop shipping for sure, dude. How many followers does this guy have? Like, we need some deets. Oh. God, I, I did also want to mention that there's there's no fighting and there's no combat in this at mm-hmm. all. No fighting. Ezekiel gets rocked multiple times by inanimate objects. This dude gets hit by like three cars. Yeah, he gets hit. There's an explosion and a firework hits him dead on. Like it is it is cartoonish. He's he's Chevy Chase in this, you know, <laughs> trying to trying to get out of the attic. Like this guy is a bumbling idiot and he's got Spider-Man powers. We're basically just watching Spider-Man get hit by cars over and over again. And it's not I was also thinking like if you're in a vehicle and you're driving, if this this guy's standing in the diner, the car comes, hits him and then stops in the diner. Right. Mm-hmm. You are either got the gas down all the time and that car is like driving through the diner or she got in just far enough to hit him and tap the brake. And you're telling me that a tapped brake bumper like fender bender is going to knock Spider-Man out for two minutes. Give me a break. Give me a break. Oh, yeah, dude. Crazy. That's, that's Dakota Johnson's real superpower. She can just hit people with cars. She hit so many people with cars in this movie. She almost <laughs> hit one of the spider girls. She's Madam Ram. Yeah, <laughs> she's like she's got domino powers. Yeah, she's just lucky, except for when the firework uh, uh, somehow blinded her and uh, paralyzed her from the waist down. Sure. That was. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. From a two story drop. Final question, Tim. Who was the real hero? in the uh final fight scene madam web or pepsi oh my god they the pepsi placement a Dew placement and then they had product placement yes. for just a carton of milk a generic carton of milk uh, and that label was flat to the camera like we've got to if we turn the carton slightly they're not gonna know it's milk <laughs> <laughs> insane this movie's so stupid i could uh, do another hour on this for sure same here what a piece of trash did you see it what did you think send us an email nerdy for 30 at gmail.com we'll be back here again with dune Will Danny be back? We'll see. It's the first Dune from 2022, so watch that this week and then listen to the pod next week. Till then, stay nerdy, everybody. Bye. Bye. Yeah. I was about to say Danny won't be back, but then I forgot you were, it was Danny, the Dune one. Yeah. So, yeah, so she'll be back for that. Yeah, That's great. Danny back for Dune. Danny back for Dune. Just the first one. Just, yeah. Danny back for <laughs> first Dune. <laughs>